Welcome into Rocky Talk, the daily Tennessee podcast posted at rockytalkpodcast.com. My name is Josh Ward. I'm excited to be with you today as we have a number of items to cover on the show today. The SEC Media Days lineup is out for next week. Tennessee will be in Atlanta next Wednesday. This year, the Media Days will be held at the College Football Hall of Fame. Tennessee has announced the three players who will be going along with head coach Jeremy Pruitt. I'll tell you about those players on today's show. A topic that has been really there for the last several weeks, maybe last few months, and I would say has popped up again this week, has been Tennessee's in-state recruiting. Tennessee has not landed a lot of players inside the state of Tennessee for 2019, and there's been the question about how many players Tennessee has heavily pursued. Austin Price of AllQuest.com is going to join the show in a few minutes to talk about that, where Tennessee stands with some of the players, and how the recruiting for this year might affect Tennessee down the road recruiting inside the state. The daily Get to Know the Newcomer segment today will focus on Jordan Allen, a junior college signee who arrived in the spring, went through spring practice. I'll talk about Jordan on today's show. And a note to follow up on from a topic on yesterday's show, the odds regarding Tennessee in the SEC and the Vols win total for this upcoming season. It's all right here on Rocky Talk. Every day it's available on iTunes and Google Play. I post the SoundCloud feed at rockytalkpodcast.com. If you have time to rate and review the show, that's a big help to us, can help other Tennessee fans find the Rocky Talk podcast. So Tennessee announced on Wednesday the three players that will be going to SEC Media Days next week with Jeremy Pruitt. They are defensive lineman Kyle Phillips, tight end Eli Wolf and wide receiver Marquez Callaway. I think Phillips was a lock to go. He's a starter on the defensive line, a guy that's been in the program for four years now. Phillips has done a great job academically, and he was the most improved player on defense. So I think in all areas, he's impressed the coaching staff, met with the media in the spring. Eli Wolf is just a really good story. A former walk-on who earned a scholarship last year, has continued to improve, and will play some kind of important role in the offense, we'll see how Dominique Wood Anderson does. I think a number of players at the tight end position will be used, but Wolf will as well. And now he gets to represent Tennessee in Atlanta. And then Marquez Callaway, he's a Georgia player, remember? He's been in the program for now three years. He has a chance to be an all SEC return man. Callaway could also make a big jump this year as a wide receiver. He showed he has big playability last year. If he has taken strides as a receiver, if he has a better understanding of all that he needs to do at that position, I think wide receivers coach David Johnson could help with that. Callaway stands to have a big year for Tennessee, especially if Juwan Jennings is back and can take some of the attention away from Callaway. He could have a big year. He's also done a good amount of media now that he's been at UT for two-plus years. So Marquez Callaway, Kyle Phillips, and Eli Wolf will be the three representatives for Tennessee. And the way it works is each school sends its head coach and then three players, and they go on different days. So media days will take place from Monday through Thursday next week. We really are in talking season, and there will be a lot of talking about the SEC next week, and Tennessee will be there next Wednesday. Something that has gotten a lot of talk around Tennessee's football program, and it's happened again here this week, has been Tennessee's recruiting inside the state of Tennessee. If you look at the recruiting rankings for 2019, you'll see that most of the top-rated players inside the state have already committed to schools. You'll also find that very few of them 
have chosen Tennessee. If you look at the rivals rankings, seven of the top 10 players have committed to a school. None of those players have chosen Tennessee. Jackson Lampley actually is the only player inside the state of Tennessee that's committed to the Vols. You also have offensive lineman Chris Okparogane, who committed earlier this week. He's now at IMG Academy, but did go to the Kings Academy before transferring. But right now, Tennessee only has one in-state player. 24-7 Sports has Jackson Lampley ranked number eight in the state. So he is the lone in-state prospect ranked in the top 10 by 24-7 Sports. Eight of those players are committed, and they are committed to good schools. Lance Wilhoit committed to Oregon. Maurice Hampton is committed to LSU. Bill Norton committed to Georgia. Woody Washington recently committed to Oklahoma. Kane Patterson just a couple of days ago, a linebacker from CPA in Nashville, he chose Ohio State. So right now, Tennessee does not have many players committed for the 2019 class from inside the state. Again, technically only one, Jackson Lampley. So why exactly is that? I want to welcome to the show Austin Price of VolQuest.com. Austin, thanks for the time. I'll just start there kind of in general. How would you explain the approach Tennessee's coaching staff has taken to recruiting the state of Tennessee for 2019? Well, I think they wanted to evaluate Josh in person, which is why you saw them you know, push to try to get several of the top players in the state here for camp. Some of them obliged. Trey Knox came in camp. Um, you look at other players that are connected in that, you know, little group, of, you know, that, you know, that play on all the same, same seven on seventeen. Woody Washington, Lance Wilhoyt, Adonis Hote, they did not come camp, um, which is why I think you've seen Trey Knox be more of a, uh, I guess, more of a factor with Tennessee. Um, same thing with a guy like Zion Logue. You know, he came in camp. Christian Williams at Memphis South win. He came to camp, and then I think Jeremy Pruitt more than anything, is trying to establish this as something that you do do, you know, in state. And it's easier when you're doing it with 2020s because, you know, they've got a year further, you know, to go before they get into their signing period and, and into their recruiting class. But in this short term, the 2019 class, there have been some growing pains because you've seen several of those guys that have four stars by their name not come in camp. And I uh, feel like that they didn't need to come camp at Tennessee, and but you know they've camped elsewhere. So it, some of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense from a standpoint of like why a prospect would would shun coming to camp here. Uh, but uh, Jeremy Pruitt has stuck to his guns, and I think that that's you know when you're trying to establish your program, you've got to do it the way he knows how to do it. And you know you may lose one or two in the short term, but long term you're establishing how you want to do this and how the process goes with recruiting not only the state of Tennessee, but other states as well. I mean, you saw several, you know, top flight players from other states come in here in camp at Tennessee, four-star, five-star guys that have come in here and put in work at Tennessee. You know, if, if the out-of-state kids can do it, why can't all the in-state kids come and do it? Austin Price, VolQuest.com. And maybe this is difficult to answer right now. I'm not sure, but do you have an idea how this might be received long-term, how this could affect Tennessee's recruiting long-term in the state of Tennessee, I think long term they'll be fine. I, you know, I think you know, you know, I think there's going to be some some minor blips or growing pains in 2019. You know, but at the same time, I, I think Coach Pruitt's a guy that you know wants to compete. You saw him at the spring game talk about guys competing. You know, that was one of the things that he kind of was let down with throughout the the entire spring game was just the overall 
you know, desire to, to get out there and compete against one another. Coach Pruitt's a big guy about, you know, don't want to lose. You know, you Michael Jordan go out there and, you know, play Barack Obama in golf, and, it, you know, you might think it's a friendly match, but Michael Jordan's as cutthroat an individual as there is. I'm not trying to say Jeremy Pruitt's Michael Jordan. I'm just saying from a competitive standpoint, Jeremy Pruitt wants those kind of players that want to compete in everything they do. I mean, I think Jawan Jennings is that kind of player, Josh, that, like, you know, years from now he's going to have a kid who's going to be four or five years old They'll be playing shooting hoops around in the backyard, and he'll block the kid's shot because he doesn't want to lose. I mean, that's just who he is. And I think Jeremy Pruitt's looking for those players that want to win in everything they do. And if a kid doesn't come to camp, I think in Jeremy Pruitt's mind, now there are certain circumstances where you know Woody Washington was injured. Jeremy Pruitt understood that. Kane Patterson's coming off a torn ACL. He understood that. But you know, if, if you're unwilling to come compete and you're healthy, then why is that? Well, and wouldn't you say that with this year's class, time is going to be the ultimate decider on how it will have played out with 2019? Because you do have a good number of players from inside the state of Tennessee that are going to quality programs. So time will tell how well they do and also how Tennessee's class does. And when I say time, we're probably talking two or three years down the line. Well, time. And, and then I look at it, too, as this. You know, when you, when you look at and we talked about this on, the, on, the, on, on our podcast at VolQuest you know, a week or two ago. How many of these players in the state that are going to other programs had committable offers in the in the Southeastern Conference at you know your premier programs? Because when I look at this league, while Tennessee as a program has been down for a decade, outside of you know a, you know a little a small run from Butch Jones, you know they're still the in-state program. And then when you factor in all the other programs, the LSU's, Auburn's, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. You know, how many of those were going to take Woody Washington? How many of them were going to take Lance Will Hoyt? How many of them were going to take Kane Patterson? How many of them were going to take Adonis Ote, Trey Knox, right on down the line? How many of them will take Zion Logue? I like Zion Logue. He's as hot a name as there is in recruiting. Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, they've all offered. You know, they all seem like they, you know, those are committable offers for him. Um, you know, maybe not the case with every one of the kids in state that maybe have ended up at Oregon. You know, while Oregon's played for the – you know, national title and been in the, you know, the playoffs and that kind of thing in recent years, you know, they're still on the other side of the United States. They don't hurt you. South Carolina hurts you with Joseph Anderson. Potentially Georgia or Alabama can hurt you with Zion Logue. Ohio State or Oklahoma, you know, they're great programs. They've been in the playoffs, and those are great institutions, and and you're going to win football games if you go there. But they don't hurt Tennessee, so to speak, on a yearly basis yeah that makes sense well Austin before I let you go Tennessee needs to get some help at corner I think everybody recognizes that no matter what state they come from where, where do you think Tennessee stands as they're in on a number of cornerback prospects where is Tennessee though in recruiting that position for 2019 well I'm going to take three um and currently have zero committed um and it was kind of an enigma position back at the end of the 2018 class Josh I mean Jeremy Pruitt and Terry Fair and Charles Kelly, they came in and they swung for the fences with several five stars, you know, and, and, you know, they had three five stars on campus and, you know, and a four star from Louisiana that ended up signing with Alabama in the month of January, didn't get any of them. And so, um, you know, it's been an interesting position since Jeremy Pruitt took over just because that is his position. I mean, he coaches DBs. You look at it, Warren Burrell looks like he, potentially be the first man off the board down to Tennessee and NC State, in my opinion. I know Florida's still a, 
a team that's listed as one of the top three, but I think it's NC State with the balls. You know, elsewhere, Devin Bush, cornerback out of Louisiana, is another guy you can look at. He's wanted to take an official visit to Tennessee and Clemson sometime in August. Um, Jaden Hill, big-time defensive back out of Alabama. Tennessee, South Carolina, A&M, kind of the top three for him. And really, Tennessee, South Carolina are the top two uh, in that recruitment. And then there are other players like the Huff kid out of the state of Georgia. Uh, you go to the JUCO ranks with Elijah Blades. There are corners out there. How do they all play out? And then there's Tyus Fields, a four-star corner out of Charlotte, out of Huff High School. And so those are kind of the, that's kind of the recruiting board for defensive back. And Tennessee's hoping to land three. We'll see if they can get three and what three it will be. That's the kind of information you can find at VolQuest.com from not only Austin Price, but the team there with Brent Hubbs, Rob Lewis, and Jesse Simonton. Follow him on Twitter, at Austin Priceless. The, uh, the in-state recruiting has been a big topic. Uh, Austin, I really appreciate the time and you shedding some light on what's gone on and what might go on in the future. Thank you. You are listening to Rocky Talk, the daily Tennessee podcast, posted at rockytalkpodcast.com. My name is Josh Ward. I'm on Twitter, at Josh underscore Ward, if you'd like to follow or send me a question or comment on the show. And I received a message from Lewis after Wednesday's show. And Lewis, I appreciate the message. On the show, I was talking about the projections for 2018 and Tennessee's SEC title odds, which are 100 to 1 according to one outlet. And then I mentioned that Tennessee's over-under for wins this upcoming year is set at 5.5 with the over at minus 150, meaning the over is the favorite according to Bavada. Lewis sent me a message on Twitter with a photo of his ticket to the South Point Las Vegas book, and the Vols are plus 105 to go over according to that book. So you can also find differing opinions. That's good value, by the way, for Lewis on that wager. He took the over on Tennessee. But uh, at Bavada, they're minus 150. So over is a pretty heavy favorite. Plus 105, maybe slight underdog for that to happen. So it depends on where you look as well when we look at the projections but everyone, I think, right now is going to say, hey, still a lot for Tennessee to prove. I just I thought that was an interesting note. Some say, yeah, six-plus wins looks likely. Others might say, eh, might be tough to get to six wins this upcoming season. One guy who could potentially help with that in Tennessee trying to get to the postseason with six wins or more would be Jordan Allen. And I say that because Jordan Allen, who signed with Tennessee in December and enrolled in January, went through the winter workouts and spring practice and he was signed to come in and help right away. Tennessee looked at its linebacker depth and I think said, hey, we need to bring in some guys that can fit this change to the 3-4 defense. And I don't know that things went as quickly or smoothly for Jordan Allen this spring as he or coaches hoped they would. Now, he's had a chance to go through summer workouts as well, and the fact that he went through the spring should help him when August arrives. But Allen was no doubt signed to come in and help Tennessee right away. And when he signed with Tennessee, he knew that he would have to put in the work. This is what Allen told me after he signed with Tennessee about getting ready to try to come in and help Tennessee, but also knowing that it wasn't just going to be handed to him. I think it's really important because coaches can promise you anything. But at the end of the day, you got to earn it. You have to earn your spot. So I don't really pay attention to that. I'm just going to go and give all I have. So Jordan Allen from City College of San Francisco He's a player to watch this fall and see what kind of strides he has made and how much he might be able to help Tennessee's defense this fall. And while Tennessee still waits on J.J. Peterson, who knows when he will arrive? We don't know 100% that J.J. Peterson will be a part of this team 
in the fall, although that is still the expectation. But he's not going through summer workouts right now. That creates more of an opportunity for Jordan Allen, who will be competing with guys like Austin Smith, a veteran on Tennessee's defense, DeAndre Johnson, a second-year guy who's kind of making that transition from defensive end. Can Jordan Allen help Tennessee's defense this fall will play a role in determining how good Jeremy Pruitt's defense can be in year one. That is going to do it for today's episode of Rocky Talk. Remember, if you have a moment, I would appreciate it if you can rate and review the show on iTunes. That's a big help in helping other Tennessee fans find out about the show. Spread the word on social media, and thank you to everyone who has sent words of encouragement or shared nice words about the show. I really appreciate it. I'm here five days a week talking about what's going on with Tennessee. It's Rocky Talk, the daily Tennessee podcast. My name's Josh Ward. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you tomorrow.